What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast with Connor and myself, James. And today we're just going to talk about something that came up. When was it yesterday with a client? Yeah, so straight into it. You actually done a different intro today, James. I'm not sure about that. Usually, uh, what is it you should say, guys? Welcome to the Physique Factory podcast. Today it was what's up, guys. That's a little bit different, wasn't it? Threw you off there, didn't I? Um, yeah. I was trying to make it a lot less Mark Coles esque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it but um, we'll need to get like a well we did we do have a wee tune actually i forgot i put a wee tune on the last one we've got a jingle now okay yeah. i need to watch okay. these back yeah yeah just or even listen back but um yeah i put a little jingle on it um some stupid random wee tune that i found on the video editing thing that i use so we'll need to like record one now but guys welcome to the physique factory podcast yeah, well, what's up guys <laughs> hopefully mark coles doesn't listen to this he changed his Right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Tom Purvis doesn't listen to it either. We'll be sued. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't we haven't mentioned um RTS when we've been using the words strength profiles. Or or any language that's English. <laughs> some some guy messaged me, he actually listens to this. Um so well if you're listening to this. Um he messaged me and he was like uh, I, I put a post up and it was like, Can anyone tell me why I've done this? And he's like, Oh, you've adjusted the resistance profile, and then he put like RTS at the end of it. I was like, mate, you don't have to do it when you're just messaging me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna send screenshots to Tom Burris and be like, sue this man right now. <laughs> but um Tom is quite mental on his um trademarking, to be fair, so you can never be too safe. Yeah, he never is. be too safe. Maybe uh maybe Will knows something I don't know. Is there oh. Oh, yeah, we've got him on Instagram. I know what you mean, though. I was trying to think of who it was. Yeah, yeah, he listens to the podcast. Well, I think he does. He can confirm it to me after he hears this. But um, <laughs> And then anytime he mentions my name, he can put a registered trademark with that as well. <laughs> Hopefully he takes us in good humour, Well, We're just having a laugh. Um, but, yeah. So, um, what was the question, then, of the client? He was like, how did you ever become qualified as a PT? How? Why am I paying you for this? This is terrible. There's something along those lines. <laughs> How did it get that bad? <laughs> that was just a first session as well. I was like, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, basically he said, how do you know if you're gaining muscle? That's basically what it was. And um, I was like, well, that's a good fucking question. I was like, I was just, I just hit and hope here. <laughs> like, I kind of hope for the best. Uh, to be fair, you just do some shit and see if it happens. I think the best thing is you can't really guarantee an outcome though, can you? You cannot say it was like, yes, we'll do this and it will build you muscle. So I think guaranteeing anyone an outcome, you can't really do that. Oh, it's not that ethical to do. Um, but you can say we're gonna do some shit, and hopefully this shit that we do is gonna get you somewhere, and we will potentially will gain some muscle out of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an analogy here. It's like when you break a few eggs and you fry them, it should make an omelet. Like every other time I've done it, it's made an omelet, but. You never know. This time there might be a totally different reaction. Fuck those. Um, exactly. You just try it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, I mean, there's hopefully a little bit more to that. But um, I suppose one of the best ways of checking if you gain muscle mass is by simply looking in the mirror. Now, that's not going to give you definitive answers, but I know, like, for me, like, competing is kind of like a, a, a little thing that I do to, you know, 20 weeks worth of dieting just to fucking find out if I've gained some muscle. But, like, if you're stage lean, for example, and um, 
or even if you're just a certain body fat percentage. So say say you use body fat calipers, right? And they give you a reading of 15%, right? Even if that's right or if that's wrong. And you use the same method to track it again, right? And this time you're 15%, but you've gained five kilos of like body weight. Well, then you've gained five kilos of muscle, unless you've that's got it. an extra organ. Yeah. And we but found I, that- I'd say when it comes down to that, it's the... When you, even though you did say is like if you test everything bang on and do the same method and all that sort of shit, but when you're doing calipers, I find there's such a bigger margin for error when you're using yeah. calipers. So you need to be so like precise using them. And there's the only one pair of calipers that actually worth using, and that's the Harpenden ones, which are about two hundred and fifty three hundred quid. You know um, what I find quite useful is um the naval body fat percentage. The oh body- yeah, that's what yeah. um thingy does, wasn't it? What's it called? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I found that quite useful. It's it's fairly accurate. I wouldn't say it's always accurate. Like, and it's easier to use. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely easier to use. And so again, as long as you're using the same method, and then you're seeing that increase in like weight over time, you can literally use that. If you're nineteen percent, no, let's not use nineteen. If you're twenty percent body fat and you weigh a hundred kilos, you must have eighty kilos of fat free mass. So. Mm-hmm. If you go up to 101, you're still 20%. Well, you've gained a kilo of fat-free mass, which hopefully is muscle and it's not anything weird. So <laughs> they've grown an extra arm or something like no that. Tumors. No tumors. <laughs> but uh, like um, on that Integra call the other day, I think it was Anthony that said, like, you know, if you get a kidney removed, well, they don't remove it, do they? Yeah, that's it. If you get a kidney, so it was a kidney transplant and they put one in and leave the other one in there, it just dies because it's got no blood supply, but it's like still there, which is weird. I can't confirm that, but according to Anthony from M10, that's that's what happens. So um, yeah, we'll take his word for it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that the the reason is actual muscle mass, and it's not just like a a large kidney that weighs a kilo. <laughs> you ever um, I've I've actually dissected a kidney before, so um, yeah, that's oh, wow. a weird random that? thing to drop in. I remember, I went to that cadaver thing, which I thought was going to be like dissecting muscles and things like that. When when actually it was a, a basically a murder mystery. And um, they let us like cut up loads of organs. Weirdly enough, like I, I don't really know. I don't. Well, I suppose we were, we were being the what you call it, the forensic team, and we we're kind of investigating them to. Was see it a human kidney? Apparently, yeah. No way. That's mad. How they fucking like get dead bodies and let you chop them up for games. Yeah, there's like hearts and lungs and things like that. Like, I mean, they, that's what they told us, but. I don't know. I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, like that's epically. I don't think, I don't like think someone's going to sign the fucking body over for, to play Cluedo. That's... <laughs> Fuck knows. Fuck knows. I know if um, you do sign your body over to be a cadaver, or I've been told by a client that anyway, that they keep the body for a long, long time. Like a, a friend of this client's mum had done that and they kept the body for like 30 years or something. Shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Make the most out of it then, aren't they? It's like... Yeah. Um, We've been to Amsterdam. Yes. Body worlds. You've been there with all the embalmed bodies that are on the show. No, I didn't actually. Like I wasn't really oh. that interested in this kind of stuff back then. Oh, it was min yeah, you're probably just smoking a shitload of weed, weren't you? <laughs> um first time. <laughs> second, <laughs> second time I wasn't. And I wasn't really so much smoking it, I was just eating the cakes. Yeah, to be fair, I hate smoking, so that's the best way to go about it. Um yeah. so anyway, back to the uh the bodies and all that sort of shit. So yeah, there's loads of um it's hard to like say what it is, but 
there's loads of if you go through the levels, all the bodies are in different layers. So you can start a fight from the skeleton and the work the way up and they're all in different positions. And you can literally see like the actual the, the fascia and on the skin and uh, the around muscle and all that sort of shit. Sure. Uh, the yeah. real bodies, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 real all yeah. bodies. Books are trapped to Amsterdam for the day. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's good. <laughs> Not that far to go to be fair, just to look at shit like that. Forty minutes on the plane. Yeah. Um I went to a place in Vegas, it was like it wasn't real bodies, but they had like loads of models and stuff like that. But um, back in 2018, I did not care for stuff like that either. So there's like pictures of me in there and I'm like standing next to this like mus- muscular kind of skeleton thing. And uh, I look like I'm not entertained at all. I look like, fuck this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's um, that's my experience with places like that. But nowadays I would spend hours in there. I'd have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly enough. But um, so... Back to the question of like, how do we know if we're gaining muscle? Well, an increase in fat-free mass. That's one way you can track it. I mean, how else would you track it? What are the easy ones? So pictures, what do you look like? So is your body comp improved um, compared to your weight? So is your rate, weight? Oh, oh when, see, it depends how long you've had a client. So if you've had a client a long time, you've been through loads of different phases with them. And then the next time you do a dieting phase and then, again, they're heavier uh, uh, and they look leaner. There you go. That's another one. So pictures. Um, that guy I put the pictures up of today, I think I, I think I put them up last week too and you've seen them too. Like the guy whose shoulders are just like fucking ballooned. It's like, yeah, yeah. you just can't deny that. It's just like you're looking at it and you're like, well, you've gained some muscle. You can see that. Um, but yeah, visual visual's definitely a big one. Um, wearing like T-shirts. Like if you're wearing a medium t-shirt and uh, all of a sudden you fill those sleeves and you weren't before, that could be fat mass, to be fair. You could be gaining fat in your arms, but it could be a combination of both. But generally speaking, if you're growing growing into clothes, you'll be finding that you're um you're you're gaining muscle. Yeah, performance in the gym as well. Yeah. Yeah, because like you can't you're not gonna get like if you're bench pressing 100 kilos for 10 reps and then you move up to 120 kilos for 10 reps, you're not going to do that without gaining any muscle. There's absolutely no fucking way you're going to do that. So, like, I suppose for us a lot of the time, it's we're not actually tracking metrics as such. It's like we know what we're doing will cause that down the line. But it was, it was an interesting question. It was, it was a good thing to ask. I like when clients actually ask questions like that. Yeah. You're like... It's just like we just do some shit, and week by week we keep ticking the boxes off, and then we're gonna get from somewhere to somewhere else. Fingers, fingers crossed. That's <laughs> it. Hopefully we get there. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Can't go and see it. You're just like, uh, we'll we'll just give you more um testosterone, more trend, and yeah, that's growth your... hormone. You know the lot. I'm just staring at a box right now. Um, <laughs> well, I've got rid of the needle bin that was behind me because. In a few of these videos, there's been a needle bin behind me. And uh, if anyone wanted to accuse me of anything, that would be a good excuse to do it. But I obviously still look that shit that no one's even saying, well, look, there's needles behind them. What's that for? It's for Sophie's Botoxin. Ah, fair enough. Right. But, um, she now has her own little studio out in the garden, so she doesn't need to put her shit in my office. No more needles in my fucking background in my video. Yeah, I know what I mean, Mike. I've got a bit load here. You're not even laughing. For fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I was just um, I was just looking my Botox in. I was like, ah, yeah, for your <laughs> yeah. You can see you've had that actually. Like those frown lines are definitely gone. Um, they're, they're not as deep. Is it lip filler as well? You've had James, yeah. 
And another one that I've got written down there is um circumference, like actually taking like measurements. That's that's another good way of um tracking muscle mass as well. But again, it's hard to distinguish between muscle mass and fat mass. But if your arms are going up and your legs are going up and your waist is staying the same or going down, well, you can probably assume a lot of that's muscle. Definitely. Sorry, that fly's just come back in my office and I'm absolutely fucking fuming. I don't know where it's gone. Took us like ten minutes to get going because James was chasing a fire around. It's like that scene from um Breaking Bad. Or that not that scene, that whole episode from Breaking Bad. Yeah, where, I mean how um, wasted that, wasn't it? Yeah, and this this podcast might actually end up like that. Might actually end up the same thing again. So yeah, not like last week. That is fucking twat. Fuck off. <laughs> but um So anyway, what we were saying was saying about stretch mediated hypertrophy as well before we came on. That yeah, was well, came up in Integra. Let's let's not let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves because like how how do you gain muscle first? Like, right? So we've got our ways of tracking it, but what do you actually have to do to gain muscle? Just be progressive in the gym, being a surplus of calories. I think it depends where the person is, doesn't it? Um that's such an open question. There's so many answers to that. There's so many variables to it. Could be take shitloads more drugs. That's that like an actual quite that's an actual answer. So you could yeah, be well. you could be progressive when you say be progressive, you can be progressive in every area in terms of maybe taking anabolics. That's one of them in terms of eating more food, um, more volume, more intensity in the gym. Um how well are you sleeping? How well are you managing lifestyle factors, things like that. Like you always notice um if you ever watch like videos of, like Jay Cutler or things like that when they're going through their preps or Ronnie Coleman, it's like these guys are taking naps throughout the day. They're sleeping like a baby at night. They're napping during the day. I mean, it's easy to do when your your job is to be a bodybuilder. I do appreciate that. But, um, you know, that is obviously helping. That's obviously giving them that extra, you know, 1% that they need. Um, but I'd say, like, for most of us, like, if we're getting a decent night's sleep, that's obviously going to help. Um, and then, yeah, managing your stressors and things like that as well. Not If you're in a sympathetic state, if you're, like, chronically sympathetic, so spending a lot of time in your fight or flight mode, if you're chronically stressed, you're not going to be in a position to gain muscle. Your body's not going to be concentrating on that. It's going to be putting its efforts elsewhere. So, you know, stripping it way back to the start, that's the first things you want to get get on top of. You want to get on top that's of your it. sleep. You want to get on top of your stress levels, your digestion, stress things like that. Big, stress is a big one with that because, again, it can impact digestion, uh, sleep, energy levels, all that sort of shit. So what, if someone's, like, chronically stressed, what would we do first? Tell them to fucking get over it. That's it. It's that easy. Nah. Depends what's um, causing it, doesn't it? And how deep it is. Totally depends what's causing it. And like, um, you know, it, it can be tough to actually get them out of that cycle. It's like, because where do you start? Do you start with the, do you start with the managing the stress or do you start with managing the sleep or do you start with managing the digestion or do you start with all three? Um, someone, someone comes to you and they say, he was like, oh, um, I'm about to get in this sleep and I don't feel like eating um, all sort of shit because I'm distressed, but I can't lose weight. And it's like, then the stress has got to be managed first, doesn't it? You got to think what's causing. It's got to be what? baby steps. You can't just say, "Here's your training program. Here's your your diet plan." Because that's uh, that's like that's actually too far ahead. Sometimes too far down that, the line, isn't it? That's stress. You don't, might even have to like refer out and like, like CBT therapy or something like that. Yeah, there's um like how, how many people have you dealt with? You dealt with a lot of people that you would consider chronically stressed, like badly chronically stressed. People don't know they are though, do they? Yeah, I've I've found actually I've had a bit of like um like they've kind of 
not taking it nicely when I've like kind of suggested that might be the case. Like me, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm like, well, you don't sleep. <laughs> your digestion shit. Your recovery is absolutely fucking terrible. It's like it takes you ten days to recover from doing like one leg exercise. It's like there's something not right there. You know what I mean? But people don't want to admit that. And then it's taking those first steps, isn't it? It's like as you say the stress management it's like you know it might be actually for some people it might actually just be go a walk once a day <laughs> get yeah. out there go a walk and that might be the start but it's what tough and to be fair that's we was thinking more about the, the psychological stress obviously there's like physical stresses that like you can throw on top of it so i think the best thing we could do if we can't influence that psychological stress or the emotional stress is remove all the stresses that we can do. So that's that allostatic load thing at the end, isn't yeah. it? So that's total stress that we're going to be exposed to. It's like, it's like so the cup do... is full sort of thing. I like that analogy when they're talking about the cup is overflowing sort of thing. What can we remove from that? So the first yeah. thing you can remove is don't fucking kill them in the gym because that is, that's going to be a, a stressor. And so that's going to take them away from that. So we can take that out of that. And if you can take them out of a calorie deficit or a surplus, because they're both going to be, again, pushing them in. it's going to be another stressor isn't it that's going to be filling that cup too so if you can get them around maintenance that's probably going to be better um but yeah i mean <laughs> what else can we actually do apart from advising the rest of the stuff what can um, we i think low intensity cardio aerobic stuff yeah that's been yeah. shown to increase like improve stress levels um recovery as well again like you said the walks things like that definitely um going to the gym does help but you just gotta make sure that they are recovering from it as well so you're just doing enough to get by and then focus on that other thing getting that stressor that they're exposed to which causes the most problems in order and then progressing that from there and seeing what we can do with everything else but blood and guts is not for these people no imagine that as i just go to dorian yates he's some extremely fucking stressed person so oh yeah, I was like, yeah, it's fucking that one set all out dead. <laughs> I mean, go back to um Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, the you know, Dorian Yates. Like, I don't know what Dorian Yates' lifestyle was like, but like from the videos I've seen of like Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler, it's like although Ronnie Ronnie did Ronnie, Ronnie did uh he he worked obviously as a police officer for quite a while, but he did eventually give that up. Um these guys are living pretty stress free lifestyles, you know, as stress free as it can be. That again, they're they're bodybuilding as a career, but you know, obviously part of the reason for that is it's going to give them better results, you know. So I'm not saying everyone needs to live like them, obviously, but um, I can't even remember why I got onto that, to be honest. I've kind of lost my train of thought there. But, like, uh, it, the guys that are getting the best results are the ones that have got the less stressors. So, like, you, you're not going to be able to remove all yours because you're a normal guy, you're not a bodybuilder. But obviously as many as you can and fill that cup as much as you can. You might find it comes and goes a wee bit, Um. But yeah, you've just got to keep on top of it, don't you? Just keep an eye on all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure you probably get to points where you you feel like your cup's filling too, don't you? Oh, yeah. Like maybe like workload. It's, the thing is, it's not even like the client workload. That's the, like the easy stuff. It's the, the stuff that we need to do on top of it, like the social yeah. media stuff and just making sure we're on that, um, studying, making sure we're on that. But with the studying, it's hard. I've, had the, I've had weeks where I've had done I've had weeks where I've done loads and I think it just... Yeah, it depends. How if we if we just had to do PT check-ins, then actually our lives would be very cushy. Oh yeah, it'd be fucking well easy, wouldn't it? Maybe five years from now we'll be sitting here like I remember when we had to market. Fuck that shit. 
fingers <laughs> crossed. Next year, hopefully. Sitting with full client list and just be like, ah, marketing, who does that shit? <laughs> um, like, I, I've thought about this other day. It's like, if I didn't run this business, I wouldn't be on Instagram. I wouldn't be on fucking Facebook. I wouldn't be sharing anything. I wouldn't be doing talking head stories. I, I don't do that because I want to do it because of fucking kind of I'm the same. Yeah, I think everyone's the same. Yeah, but... yeah, probably a lot of people. But if you're an online coach, it's part of the job. You just got to accept that. Like marketing online for online coaching is part of the fucking job. It's like being a PT yeah. complaining about people being in the gym. Don't want to be in front of camera or they don't want to talk on camera or they don't want to do anything. They don't want to show the personality across on social media. It's probably not the best thing to do. Or being an online coach isn't for you if you don't want to do that just because I'll you're going to need, you know, you're gonna need to get it out there. It's, even though you might, you might hate it, try and get comfortable with it. Yeah, these um these podcasts are great for it because like when you're I don't know about you but when you're doing like a reel or something for Instagram it's like all of a sudden I I put on this voice that just didn't really me and it's like as much as you try it just kind of comes on like that but when you're on these it's like we're just having a conversation like exactly yeah it's what soon it's like you said as soon as you put that red button on and you're like oh shit fucking hell I don't want to fuck this up now and then you can literally just start spurting random shit out of your mouth you've got a big script there. And you didn't say half of it just because you panicked. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And it's to be fair, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. And I'm doing these videos now, talking to the camera. I don't really think about it as much. I don't really script things as much, put bullet points down just to make sure I'm hitting everything that I want to say during that. But other than that, it just gets easier each video, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just practice. But um, I didn't, I like, I done one yesterday and like I filmed it and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm really starting to get my personality across here. I, you know, I was like quite bubbly. I was quite empathetic and that, not empathetic. That's not a word I'm looking for. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I, like, there was a lot of different tones in my voice, put it that way. And it sounded exciting and that. And um, I, I listened to it back and I was like, fuck me, that is boring. That is fucking terrible. I was like, I thought I'd actually nailed that. But no, it was pretty shit. Um, So I'll still post it. Just put a little bit of music in the background just to. <laughs> to make it a bit more exciting. It's a game changer to him because if you listen to yourself back, you thought, oh shit, that as soon as you put a tune on top of it, you're like, fucking hell, that's better. Be like, uh, 50 cent in the game, this is how we do <laughs> some stupid shit like that. But, um, that, have you ever done like one of those training reels where you like, you obviously put up videos of your training and uh, and then you're like, right, I better put some music on top of this. And I'm like, what fucking song did I put on top of this? This is just like the weirdest thing to choose ever. <laughs> I always do a metal. Song, or something I noticed like that, that actually. Yeah, it's a bit heavy over it because it always goes. I end up doing some sort of fucking like Drake song or something. I don't even fucking like Drake. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like the songs that I do like just don't really go that well. They just look a bit weird. Like so, uh, yeah, like Elton John and stuff. <laughs> 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 Spice Girls. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, another news. Did you see my team's manager left? Oh yeah, the Pochacoglu. Ange Postacoglu. Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the name, James. Could be beating well, your team next season. I'll just call him Ange. I didn't know he was Australian. I thought it was Greek. Well, he is like Australian Greek sort of thing. I don't know if he was born in Greece, like, but yeah, something like that. To be fair, yeah, I think he'll do well. I don't think it's a good move for Tottenham that. No, it's a managerial graveyard. Yeah, it is literally he's going to be there. He'll get sacked in eight months or six to eight months. I'll give him. Well, for him, you've got to think about it this way. It's like if he's getting a big, nice wage packet right now, um, he's got to move to Tottenham and he could be really successful 
or he could get sacked in six to eight months and still get paid for the next four years. That's it. That's yeah. it. But That's what, that when you think about it, it's a win-win, isn't it? Either way. Yeah. But why do these Premier League teams get people on three and four year contracts? It's like, why not do a one year rolling contract? That's what um who does it? Some of the managed managers do that on purpose. Conte and Mourinho, they do it all the time. They only yeah. sign that with two year deals. Yeah, but why are the teams so daft? Like, I mean, Andrew's on a one a one year rolling contract at Celtic, but he goes to Tottenham and he signed up for three or four years. Oh wow, that's crazy! That is absolutely crazy. That there's um like Chelsea as well with the players, they've been signing them to like eight to ten year deals. Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> that Modric signed for ten years. He was really good for a Shakhtar, but he wasn't so good for Chelsea, was he? Oh, he's been absolutely awful. Might turn around next season, but yeah, he's been yeah, yeah. But so. You got Havertz leaving. You've got um Kante who's just gone today. Yeah, where did he go? Uh Aletiad, somewhere in um Saudi Arabia. Oh no, fair enough. With, with Benzema. So he's got uh so Kante, Havertz potentially, uh Kovacic City, Mount, potentially United. That's four of them gone, which is crazy. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, that's gonna be a bit of a rebuild. But um how we got on the football again? <laughs> I don't know. That was my it's bad. That's on tonight as well, isn't it? The, the final Conference League for... final, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that because David Moyes is actually a managerial target for Celtic, apparently, but I can't see that one happening. No way. He won't leave West Ham for you guys. He used to play for Celtic. Did it? Oh, he's Scottish, isn't he? Yeah, yeah but I, I can't see it. I can't see it. I don't know if he'd be a good fit either, to be honest. I would, um, I'd actually take Brendan Rodgers back. To be fair, yeah, he's clubless, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah, but um, he left us in, in a, a bad way. Um, but he was steady the ship, and then he'd probably leave us again the next time he got an offer to another. Where did he go? League. Did he go to Liverpool from Celtic? No, he went to Leicester. He was at Liverpool before. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. But um, he would leave as soon as he got an offer for the Premier League again, to be fair. Yeah, I bet he would. Yeah, fucking scumbag. Anyway, <laughs> um, so back to um, gaining muscle. Um, where did we leave that one? We were talking about stress. We went way off that. We well, yeah. kind of. It's all appropriate, but um, we just but yeah, talked about the that thing the other day that we was talking about. What I brought up before about the muscle length and the stretching. Yeah, well, I I want to start by I, that's what I said to you. I was like, how do you gain? How, how do you actually gain muscle? And uh, like what I was getting at, you, you you're like just take more gear. But um, what I was actually getting at is like the whole mechanical tension, metabolic damage, and like muscle damage sort of thing. That muscle um, damage thing, it's the, the research has started going away from that now, isn't it? You can sort of see why. Yeah, yeah, just oh, fucking muscle like too too much. <laughs> it's just like stab them or something like proper muscle damage. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really go. I think so. The main two is like mechanical tension and metabolic stress yeah mechanical tension seems to be the main driver doesn't it from that's from it. what the, what they say whoever they are that's it and then the metabolic stress stuff is more like muscle hypoxia and like the build-up it's about the pump isn't it so if yeah, you like pump. that's, you that's rep, an easy way you feel that sensation that's best basically metabolic stress um so yeah and then obviously we started speaking about training at greater muscle lengths and there's that thing going around at the moment with and Cass has been saying it a lot and he's been training with that wolf guy. Don't know if you've seen him. Um no. can't, remember, can't remember his full name, something wolf. Um well that might be his first name. They did a video together. Um, an actual an actual wolf. It might, yeah, it might be an actual wolf. Um not, not Dennis Wolf, is it? Nope. Um <laughs> yeah, he's wolf something. I can't remember his name, but he yeah, uh, the 
he researches like training at longer muscle them so that sort of stuff. Apparently, it's better for muscle hypertrophy. But when we discussed it the other day as well, um, it but it's not longer not... muscle them, is it? It depends what you're doing. Yeah, so it's longer sarcomere lem so isn't it? That's what they're they're getting oh, yeah. on anything, isn't it? So does does that necessarily mean longer muscle lengths? Kinda. <laughs> yeah, it must be surely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I suppose just because a sarcomere's lengthened doesn't necessarily mean the muscles in its fully lengthened range is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think I think they mean in the fully lengthened range, like training muscles in that fully lengthened range or overloading that fully right. length. So I think that's what they mean. Um, because I see him doing a lot with the light lap pull downs and all that sort of shit. So uh... you know, a, a point to make. Well, the lap pull down, like as um as like was it Michael that said on the call the other day? It's like you'd have to be in a position that like you're never going to really get into, are you? <laughs> like un- under load. So it's like to to really fully lengthen your lap, like. Yeah, you never got it. Or is that you got? I think exercise specific range of motion for that individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because you're never gonna have. Well, are you ever gonna have all those fibers of the the lat lengthened at the same time with a fan shaped muscle like that? No, definitely not. Exactly. So like, yeah, that's that's where this stuff starts to run into some sort of issue. But there could be something in it too, because when you think about like. A lot of people have got a lot of good results off squat, bench, deadlift, which are all muscles, eh, not muscles, exercises, sorry, that challenge the muscles mostly in the length and range, mostly. So there could be something in it. There could be. But it's not to say don't train anything into the shortened range as well. It's like we've got, people take these um... things too literally, don't they? They they like start doing, like, you'll get people who will probably start doing like all length and range challenges. It's like, oh, there's no point challenging the shortened range. What do we say? Full range challenge with What's everything. That? Create a full range challenge. You'll forget yeah. the workouts. It's just the best thing to do. So train your muscle right. throughout. It's not always range. possible, but though, to be fair. You're a bit, yeah, it depends what equipment you've got available. But um, you, you want to train your muscle throughout its whole, rate, its whole range. And when we're looking at, say, like the squat and the studies, I think it's where they're comparing like um a full squat no no a partial squat at the top isn't it so it's like a half squat to like 90 and then like an, an ass the grass squat save someone's full range is that um and obviously the the um the partial the half and saying you're getting more work done but that's just because the moment arm changes the actual knee and hip is bigger so there's more work done with that that's all it is there's definitely there's more work done and that partial range at the bottom than it would be at the top. So when people are saying that's the length and range, they're going to cause more hypertrophy. They're, they're not looking at the bigger picture, are they? Like changes in torque demand, um, yeah. individuals' ranges, like what that bottom half of the ref, rep looks like for me compared to you, um, you know, how much range you've actually got available in those those positions, how much force production you've got available in those ranges. Like th- there's so many variables, isn't there? Like like I'm I'm never gonna be this guy who's a big research guy who says, Well, the papers actually say this. It's like there's so many variables and the study just see what happens in the gym, what you get with the gym. So all all I'd say is I do like creating that full range challenge with clients when I can do, when it's applicable and when it's not wasting my fucking client's time or anything like that. So um, would I rather do like a reverse banded hack squat compared to a hack squat? Yeah, 90% of the time. 
depending on the goal. But for 90% of my clients, if they're going to be using a hack squat, it's going to be reverse banded. Yeah. Because they're going to get every bit of that rep they're going to get in terms of it's going to stimulate every range. So from the bottom to the top, they're going to be experiencing everything they can do. So they're going to be working harder doing the reverse banding compared to just loading that bottom range without the band. And it's more efficient and it's more time effective and all that sort of shit. But people don't want to hear that because they want to say, well, actually you're doing it with bands, so you're making it easier. You're you're reverse banding it, so you're making it easier, but it's not making it easier because you're creating a challenge throughout that full range. Like when you do it without a reverse band, right, just a normal hack squat, there's no challenge at the top. But when you add in yeah. that reverse band and you take some of the load off the bottom, you can then use more load throughout the whole exercise and you can use enough to make it difficult at the bit where you're stronger at the top. Hopefully that makes simple sense for that because you're obviously a lot weaker at the bottom than you are at the top. So by offloading the bottom, you can use more weight, create a challenge that's hard all the way through. Um, basically, yeah, that, that's a wrap with that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, I suppose like whether or not you use that with every client, that comes down to a few different a few different things doesn't it like but that's what the goal is do you, like, do you want to like really focus on trying to like decelerate that load so then if you are trying to like focus on deceleration then i wouldn't really band it but it, it just depends on the goal could be loads of different reasons yeah, why i mean you could be doing that though you could be doing a hack squat and challenging the quads and a kind of mid to length and range and then uh you could be doing a leg extension where you get a challenge. You might have a leg extension that's actually harder at the top than it is at the bottom. So there you've got a challenge in the shortened range. And it's like between those two exercises, you've done the same thing. So you might not actually want to reverse band them because you're kind of creating that challenge. And it's like, there's like a, a nice mixture of science and art when it comes into creating a training and then, program, isn't there? Is that, and then the other one that most trainers don't think about when it comes to clients is the skill. So if I've got a client and they keep, dive bombing into the bottom of a squat they can't control the bottom of the squat then i'm definitely going to start reverse banding it because yep. they haven't got the skill to control that bottom range just because it's like that it's going to be the hardest bit there isn't it so as soon as they yep. get to the bottom that's the hardest part of the squat so what, what do i want to do throw the bands on make it easy to control and then progress it from there that's it it starts decelerating it for you and it takes the load off the bottom where it's hardest so like for someone who's unskilled or just weak you know, it's a, it's a good place to start actually with reverse band. Especially if it's like a 30 degree hack squat or yeah. leg press. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a 30 degree leg press, do you? It's no, the, the ball 35, I think. I think the ball 35. Hmm. Usually 45. Yeah, there's a no, the, the yeah, the Nautilus hack is. Uh, Nautilus hack's about 30. Yeah, that's about 30-ish. And then, yeah, we've got a 35-degree leg press, the York one, which is a copy of the uh, Arsenal Strength. I don't think I've ever used a 35-degree leg press. You know that? It's all right. It's good. You, you can feel the inertia on it, though. Yeah. You know, compared to the, um, you know, like a 45-degree, because it wants to move as soon as you press it and it's going down at you. like, whoa, yeah. fucking hell. You need to really, really control it. So soon, because there's more inertial effects, isn't there? Oh, you've got to control more inertia because it's... Yeah load on it it's like um, when you use like a what you call it like a like squat press 
like same thing hey like you, you unload that and you're like shit i'm really having to control this on the way down <laughs> like there's there's so much like it wants to move fast doesn't it there's, there's a lot of things like that fucking pendulum squat that's an easy example like how fast does that thing want to fucking move and you see it all the time like we've talked about it from time and time again it's like dive bombing right to the bottom and you're like no oh. save your knees yeah <laughs> the, uh, the calf raise as well the seated calf raise you know because the weight's so far away so you've got like the, the thing you got the axis there you're basically sitting on the top of it and then you've got the big like the arm there so the lever arm you whack the fucking weights on there and you're pressing for your toes it's about there yeah and you notice straight away the resistance is further away from the effort that we're pressing that pad so it's got more chance it's got to travel further isn't it so it means yeah it's got faster. you're not going through a massive range on that as well so like i can't say i've actually ever noticed it badly on a seed calf i see people just fucking launch it up and down yeah, no, to be fair. Maybe it's just me being short. <laughs> small feet, small tibias. <laughs> Maybe. Could be something to do with that. But um, yeah, so where did we go with that? So you're on about creating a full range challenge. And I get your point. It's like, that's an effective exercise. That's like throughout that full entire range, you're making every second of that rep count, which is cool. That's yeah, kind of And I'd say I want to train the, the total amount of the client's active range everything if we're we're trying to grow muscle if there's no injuries or anything like that there's no concerns then i want to make take up as much range as they've got available but then if should win a passive rangers or not depends depends yeah that is um like one of those things like we all i always compare it to smoking donut i've said it about a million times in here before it's like you can do it once get injured or you could do it for the rest of your life and get away with it some people just get away with it don't they you see people every fucking time you go into the gym on the leg press, like we were talking about, that kind of inertia, the, the, the leg press is moving fast, and they're coming down, their heels are lifting, their arse is lifting, like it's the messiest thing you've ever seen. They get to the bottom, comes down really fast, really struggle to push it back up, and they do that week in, week out with 500, 600 kilos, probably half reps most of the time as well, but um, and and they get away with it. Just mm-hmm. get away with it. And then you try to say, do it this way, and they're like, well, I've been doing it like this before, and I'm getting on okay. I'm like, okay, well, Fuck you then. <laughs> Fuck your it, it really fucks me up when I start exceeding my range on the leg press. Like I've done it once on that squat press. Um, I seen Nick doing his ones and I was like, you know, fuck Nick. I'm going to show him how it's done. I've done it once, mate. Lower back injury. Well, not lower back injury, yeah. like niggle. And I was SI like, joint for me. It just wasn't nice at all. Yeah, exact same bit. SI joint, just like nervy kind of pain there. Like, yeah. Yeah. So last time I tried to keep up with Nick, Nick gets a lot of mentions on here for not being on very often. Yeah, he does. We need to get him back on again, don't we? Yeah, don't defend himself. 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 Yeah, yeah. And is he, <laughs> is he, uh, does he usually work a Wednesday evening? Um, mate, yeah, yeah, he's in Metcon now, I think. Yeah, fucking mug working on a Wednesday evening, eh? Just all the, all the good guys have it off. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's that's everything. You, you went from this, like, you know, everything has to be full range of motion thing to people saying, well, the length and range is where you get the most gains like you know people change what they're saying all the time you know someone does a bit of research and then someone maybe misinterprets that and then they start spreading a certain message and some influencer shares it and then everyone's saying well we've now got to do everything's got to be length and range this length and range that and like obviously you want training to the length and range but people take things to extremes don't they and i guarantee you there's someone out there doing some form of training where they don't do any short range stuff <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should <not> arrange stuff <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah 
I don't know where that leaves us with that. I don't know what the advice is with that. Hopefully that's just been a fun... I think the advice is the takeaway is pretty much train in as much range that you've got available um, and try and use varied uh, resistance profiles. I'd say that's a good wrap up yeah. that, isn't it? Create a full range challenge. That's it. Create a full range challenge. This is this is a better one. So create a full range challenge and train as in much range that you have available if you haven't got any injuries. Trademarked physique factory 2023. Yeah. So <laughs> but yeah, I think um, it's something we'll we'll probably come back to because there was a lot to, that we kind of left on the table there, but um, we've got time constraints tonight, so we'll need to wrap it up at that. But um, yeah, that was a bit more serious than the last one, so I don't know if you guys will enjoy that more or less than the last one, but uh, yeah, let us know if you're listening. Take Sweet, a screenshot. Good bits in there. Yeah, take a, take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram story if you're listening, and uh, tag us, let us know you're listening, and uh, you'll be in with a chance to win a million quid. Absolutely, fuck all. <laughs> Well, that means there's a chance that you'll win a million quid, but it's very slim. Very, very slim. And it won't be from us. (laughs) 